Do you remember running concession stands to raise money for our class, which was then to be ultimately used for senior trip to pay for our senior trip yes. to Toronto? Mm-hmm. We had to each do it like once or twice a year. I yeah. Think once yeah. junior year and once senior year or something like that, or maybe twice senior year, but yeah. Well, I only really remember the sophomore year concession stand requirement well we had to raise money every year every year because okay. then junior year had the fish fry okay. there's junior year so fish fry in junior year that and then there's cool. a junior year play where you sell tickets and then there's a senior yeah. year fish fish fry in a right no yeah. is there just one play a year i'm getting it mixed I think up there's two a year there's two plays i believe so spring and a fall okay i believe so all right but um i was yeah. only in the springs but anyway, you, you're right though about that concession stand. Yeah, I remember for the soccer games, it was perfect because I was I had transferred in and I only knew the folks that were at Worcester Christian with us, you know, or or the limited the limited names that I have, had heard before I transferred in. Right. And that concession stand work was a great way to meet everybody, and because uh, everyone would come up to the window and get like hot chocolate, and the, when the soccer games were cold. <laughs> yeah but i just now thought of it working those concessions, working those concessions. And, yeah that was the first time i heard of a fast break a reese's fast break the reese's candy bar. fast break yeah because someone it was a girl that went to school there she's a few grades below us i don't know who it was she came up she ordered a fast break i was inside for the basketball game i didn't know what a fast break was and she said it like five times yeah and I'm like i don't know what that is i'm sorry i felt so stupid she had to point to it like wow. fast break and now it's my favorite candy bar it's delicious wow have you had one no i haven't oh it's worth trying out if you like reese's cups yeah i've been telling people for years i could use a fast break but <laughs> Dude, you really could they're no a little on the anyway. small side though you know they always start making candy bars big yeah. and then they start shorting on them yeah and then right you're still paying the same price or right. more right but yeah it's unbelievable You know, Byron T. Barlow was always a fixture at the soccer games. He was always there. He was part of that group with Carver Manise. Yeah. And our sophomore year, there were some seniors that were pretty vocal, but most of those guys were playing soccer already, like Liddell Steiner, right? He was on yeah, the he, soccer team. He wasn't yes, a cheerleader. Was. Correct. But um, Byron was one of those guys that was very vocal and always cheer-like. And so it was just natural. Yeah, he was out at the Stuco tailgate parties a lot. Yes. With, uh, yeah. He, he, was a, he was a fun guy to be around. Uh, I remember Byron the best. Uh, I was on mini term with him our junior year. So he was a senior um, with the Lauraville Service and Ski mini term. And I kind of rigged the system because um, I put the most top three popular you remember you could oh, put yeah. you they had a drawing of which mini term you could go on you would put your top three choices right. that you would want and so i put the the best three possible because usually the seniors get priority and they would fill up so uh, i did lowerville service and ski uh, the florida one and then another one i knew would be filled so i knew i was going to get on an awesome mini term or mini right. term because you yeah. were guaranteed one of the three spots i tricked the system should have done this as a freshman yes well the down it worked the downside to it was i was it was me the only junior with all seniors <laughs> on the floorville service and ski mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. 
uh, jokes on me, but, uh, but it was, it was a good time. But Byron T. Barlow was on this, uh, mini term and we always call him Byron T. Barlow, not just Byron Barlow. Cause he referred to himself yeah, as that, Byron T. It's an honor of him. That's how he, yeah. that's how he wanted it. He, he was a proper dude, very formal yeah. from, from Worcester. Yeah. Um, I think, I think his family might even have ties to the college of Worcester, which was founded in 1866, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, he, yeah, he is, he, he comes from a storied stock as you, as they may say. Yeah. And so, so he, he did have a sophistication about him. That's right. And yeah. if you look in the yearbook, his signature is the best that everyone has seen for when he was a senior. Yes. He's got that T in there. Yes. Very, very sophisticated. Yeah. But, um, on the flip side of that sophistication, was on this mini term trip. Uh, yeah, we were doing some service. Uh, so yeah, the service, the Lauraville in Pennsylvania part. Um, we did some service, uh, and then some skiing was the fun part. Yeah, but part of the service was we were in this camp, almost like camp was, um, where kids would go during the summer and whatever. Okay, but th- this was in January, so it was middle of winter, really cold out, and one of the things we had to do, we were just helping out this camp with various things, splitting wood, what have you, cleaning stuff. Mm-hmm. This one day, um, one of the cooler projects we got to do was take apart this uh, trailer, like a um, a mobile home trailer. So, so they had someone living there at some point, and the head guy of the camp wanted us to take certain things out of it. It was it was already stripped down. There was no like furniture in it, but we wanted. They were completely tearing it down, like deconstructing it. So we, they wanted us to take out the windows, the uh, the toilet, the you know light fixtures and things like that. But other things we could start tearing out the drywall. Sure. Because they're sure. completely demolishing it. Yeah. And so we were just having a great time because we just started busting through walls with hammers and sledgehammers, and you know, we eventually uh, got on top of the roof of this mobile home and busted down through, made a hole down through and jump through like it was it was nice. sweet and uh so we were supposed to save certain things as it mentioned um and pyron uh he thought it was so funny to uh just break whatever he could because you know it's just it was awesome just demolishing everything you could yeah, and right. so for some reason he would just look at me and every time and he'd just <laughs> take a hammer and slowly just tap a window and it just shatter like and then he just turned around and walk away really quick. And the head guy that was there, he was kind of helping us, but he wasn't always like right there with us. So he would hear yeah. glass break and he'd come walking out from over where he was and he'd be like, did something break? And we're like, oh yeah, it's, it's, no one would say anything. And he'd be like, you guys got to be really careful here. You know, he'd keep saying like, he was really nice. Kept saying the instructions over what needs to be saved. Right. As soon as he would leave, Byron would go over to the next window and just look over at me and tap on it and just shatter it. Dude, he broke... I, I don't think they, they saved much of anything. He broke the toilet. That was the best one. It almost looked like a, a firecracker went down it because you know how the toilet bowl just breaks yeah, off. Just yeah, cr- he, yeah. Oh, he, Byron took a sledgehammer just right to the side. Didn't even hit it that hard. This is the whole bowl broke off the side. The, this was towards the end now. And the guy, the head guy, well, he was he was getting a little bit more upset. But yeah, yeah that, that was Byron. He was, uh, I don't know. He was very humorous, always looking for yeah. 
the jokes and <laughs> he, he was a jokester yeah sophisticated jokester sophisticated jokester right. but ever since that mini term i had a great time um it would have been more fun I, I think if uh having closer friends but it was good to get to know uh, some other guys on there um there's like justin steiner um mark risser was on there oh, mark Rudd. Risser, yeah yeah matt carhan um some of the girls were uh juliana dunster okay and, yeah yeah and uh oh both catherine's were on there oh both cats yeah katie meyer and the other catherine that was hung out mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that was a good time you know it's interesting that you say that he was a good friend to you on that mini term even though you guys weren't close mm -hmm. because i remember him being friendly to me as well yeah as a as a new the new kid at school yeah after that trip he we always like gave warm embraces in the hallway he'd always i'd always pick him up as much as i could and like shake him while i was yeah. just hugging him and he'd always give off do you remember his laugh he'd always have like oh, a yeah. very cordial like hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can't do it a good but a good restrained belly yeah, laugh good belly yeah, like, yeah. yeah exactly and yeah. so he would do that as i was holding him yeah. and shaking him and hugging him <laughs> a true chuckle yeah. a true <laughs> chuckle of a laugh yeah yeah and he also not only did he have a good laugh on him he had he had a good singing voice he was oh, in varsity yes. singers yeah, he did. Um, he loved to sing. In fact, my first interaction with him was on the school bus mm -hmm. because my sophomore year, I would ride the school bus from Worcester to Central and he rode the the Worcester to Central bus as well. Okay. And Karen Kayser, right? Is it yes. Kayser? The yeah. last name? Yeah. Yeah, was a school bus driver. She was right? the school bus driver. And on the afternoon shift when she was dropping everybody off she would have the the radio blasting oh what was she 104.5 w well yeah she was a christian she, music she was a country gal but oh. it wasn't on w or it wasn't on wqkt, WQKT we yeah. were just listening to the to like just like the regular hits like yeah. 98.1 you know okay. hits of today yesterday <laughs> and tomorrow or something you know yeah and uh Elton John came on the radio. Oh yeah, you know, and it was uh, it was his song. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Uh huh. And Byron, you know, he's he's a well versed guy. He's he's a man that knows a lot of a lot of things. Yes. Well, he knows all the lyrics to this song. Oh. And on the bus, we I'll never forget it. We were we were uh, coming into Worcester from the Apple Creek from two fifty there. And this song comes on the radio and he sings every word with for it, you know. And the chorus is the one that goes laughing like children, uh, living like lovers, rolling yeah. like thunder under the cover. <laughs> I guess that's why they call it the blues. Um, he sent, he belted all of that uh, out. And probably perfect vocal harmony. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was on point. And my takeaway was like, holy shit i guess central is serious about this singing stuff because i thought byron was just a golf guy because he was on the golf team and so oh yeah he he and i had also had interactions golfing that. but as i've mentioned before i was usually hanging out with logan homer on the golf team right byron golfed varsity okay uh, my sophomore yeah, year i so golfed you, jv you didn't have close contact with no him, not as much but you yeah no, right no yeah so Okay. Um, 
it was it was nice to see because I just thought he was a pretty good golfer, above average golfer, and then I was like blown away that he could sing this song. Yeah. And not to mention, it was like at that time a twenty year old song. It's just like, who is this? Who is this Renaissance yeah. man? He's just one weird cat. Wow, you had Karen Kayser waving her hands up in the front of the bus, oh, yeah. singing along too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She tried to call in Request Rocket Man because she claims that should always be followed up. And, but it was a good time. Uh, that's uh, awesome. You know, speaking of Karen, the bus driver. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know this story, um, but Tom Landry would ride that bus as well. Okay. And it was Tom, a year above us as well, right? Or two he years, was two years, two years, above two years us. ahead okay. of us. But the Landrys would ride the bus to what to from the Worcester bus and, to Central before yeah, Tom so his got sister his Amy license. Landry in our class, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and maybe Tom didn't have his license. Maybe it was Amy that got her license and started driving. It could be. I'm not I'm sure. Be surprised. But this story is about Tom, and he would always sit in the back of the bus. And there's railroad tracks that go downtown, back behind. And I'm talking about Worcester downtown, yeah. back behind Coachy House, oh, and yeah. over by 180, yeah. and then and kind of like close to Minglewood. And so we were at those railroad tracks. And as you know, a school bus at that time, hopefully stop. still so, has right. to stop and open the doors and listen for a train yeah. to see if a train's like, coming. And there's like the two railroad there. Oh, yeah. There's, there's quite a, a few. It's a larger there's quite railroad a few. intersection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and I'm talking about the intersection right there at 180. Yeah. Um, in that like dog grooming places right there. And as I understand it, back maybe like 60 years ago, there used to be, that used to be a pretty big train stop that you would go to Pittsburgh, yeah. Dayton, Columbia. Like that's where you would go to get out of town by train. Right there. Yeah. Which okay. you can't do that now. You know, you have to have, to have a car, a Greyhound. That's pretty neat. Um, but uh, so anyway, we were at the that, that railroad crossing right there. Karen hits the brakes, stops the bus, opens the door, starts to listen for a train whistle. And then all of a sudden... I mean, just as pure as day, we just hear this train whistle right about as she's to close the door and drive across the railroad tracks. We just hear this, choo choo, <laughs> and she and she like freaks out because she doesn't see anything. Yeah, and she hit she like, slams on the brakes. Yeah, so we yeah. were about to get going again, and she gets back on the brakes, and so we kind of like, like shut her forward, forward a little. Yeah, and then we hear another. Choo, choo. <laughs> and it was on the second time through that we re- that I realized that it was Tom Landry on a train whistle in the back seat hitting hitting the train whistle. He got in trouble. I think he got suspended oh from the bus goodness. for like a week or two. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to ride the bus for for a little bit after that. Oh, because those train dude, whistles sound yeah. legit. They sound oh. real. That's worse than taking a whistle to a basketball game. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is worse. Whoa, that's dude. That's classic Tommy. But I I remember that though. He was one of the oldest uh, guys riding guys the bus. riding the bus. Yeah, always. And it was it was always the underclassmen and Tom. On the golf team, I I always had a good chance to talk to Byron during practice rounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was more so my junior my junior year. On, and that's when I was playing on the varsity, on varsity team with him. So you know him a little bit better than by then, anyways. Yeah, because your prior interactions. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to get too into detail on what questions I was asking Byron, but I knew 
I was able on multiple occasions, but one in particular to get underneath his skin enough, just asking questions about his girlfriend at the time uh-huh. that it allowed me to beat him in the practice <laughs> round because he was so You're pissed off head. about the yeah, about the questions I was asking. And so, and that struck me. I, I was surprised because again, he's, he's kind of, he's like a, of the gentle, he's a gentleman. Oh yeah. Byron T. Barlow. He is. And so I thought he's that. he got that calm, soothing voice. Yeah. Yeah. And so a gentleman should be able to take that off the back. You know, he yeah. should, he should be able to like answer with another exactly. quick, a quick I mean, back. you're playing a gentleman's game to begin with. Yeah. So. Yes. Thank you. Come very, on, Byron. Very good. Yeah. He dropped the T out of his name real quick during that right. day. Right. Hmm. Yeah. He became way more of a Byron than, <laughs> than a Byron T. It was just Shut fun it. to be able to to like push him and prod him um, just because he was always vocal. Like he would always still um, exchange with you, you know? Yeah. And so the more the so the more you'd get him like worked up, the funnier he would get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was anyone else nice to you on that mini term, that Laurelville ski trip? Yeah, um, a lot of those guys were uh, pretty nice actually to me. You know, Joel Kaufman. <laughs> Joel Kaufman was a good guy. Uh, saw him wipe out on uh, on one of these uh, ski hills. They're, the hills there are a little bit bigger than here in Ohio, so we were on this. You know, you're on some of these ski runs for like 10 minutes, you know, going down these hills because they curve around and stuff. And we're on this one that kind of has this larger plateau um, where you can just stop in the middle. It's more flatter ground and we're all just waiting. And Joel Kaufman, I don't know if he just was going a little bit too fast or he didn't know how to stop, but he's got his head down full speed going down the hill like an Olympic skier <laughs> trying to gain speed like hunched down yeah, yeah. Um, towards his knees and he's just flying down this hill and we see him coming towards us and we think he's going to stop with us and he's like whoa, 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 whoa watch out, watch out <laughs> as he flies past us and we see him go and he just uh, he goes down further the hill down down the uh, uh, embankment so we can't see him uh, but all of a sudden you just see white and skis go flying up, and oh. he just ate it hard. Oh, <laughs> he probably, and I'm sure his skis went all the way down the the mountain. He probably had to ride all the way, walk all the way down. Oh, that but would be man, terrible. he ate it hard. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everyone was pretty pretty good. Uh, we had some good times. There's a night where we were all trying to light farts on fire. Oh, that Byron was a part of. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Mark Racer was. Uh, great guy, mm-hmm. uh, too, and then mm-hmm. Matt Carhan, those guys. Uh, yeah, but I didn't know them too well, though. Um, outside of that stuff, I you know talking to them in the hallways. Um, but yeah, we didn't we didn't necessarily interact with the upperclassmen a ton, except through maybe like sports and stuff. Yeah, random, random yeah. Thing, happenings like that. And since I wasn't in sports, um, only my freshman year, um. It was mainly just my hallway activities, yeah, <laughs> things like that. Right. But you had more interactions with those types of guys with your sporting events and yeah, things like that. Yeah, Joel was a, a golf guy. Yeah, he took golf very seriously. 
uh-huh. Joel Kaufman did, so that he didn't have any head over heel moments like he did skiing. <laughs> I can tell you that. That's good. Uh, I mean, he would get really pissed off if his score was like one or two strokes over his oh, average. Yeah. He, he was what one of the better ones on the team. He was, yeah. yeah. And one guy that you mentioned, Mark Risser. Yeah. You would think that I would have gotten to know him during his time at Central. Yeah, he was in the sports and yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the case. Actually, I didn't talk to him very much at all during his high school okay. years. It's once he graduated, went to EMU, that I spent the most time I had ever spent with Mark on a on a trip to EMU. And that was a fantastic time to kind of get to know Mark Risser and his brother, John. Oh, John. Okay. John was there as well. Yes. His older brother, John, who had graduated in 02. Yes. When we are, when we are a freshman, he was a senior and I don't know much about him, but I just know him. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So John graduated in 01. 01. Mark graduated in 03. Both went to EMU. My senior year, Dave Risser, the father of John and Mark, Teacher at Central, taught science, biology. Yes. Other things. Dave explained to me that Doc Lehman was going to drive John O'Mass, Julie Hip, and myself if I wanted to go. We were going to leave on a Thursday afternoon, early in the afternoon, get into to EMU Thursday evening, and then for the conference would be Friday and Saturday, and oh. then and then we were it it ended. Saturday mid afternoon, and then we okay. were going to drive home Saturday night, and we'd be home. So you got for the, all day Sunday. You got the day off of school on Friday. So they that's were going to give us the day cool. off of school on Friday, nice. but we were also allowed to leave at like one o'clock, or it might have oh. even had been noon. It was okay. all based on Doc Lehman's schedule. Okay, well, yeah. that's cool. And he he was an older gentleman, um, well respected in Mount Eaton, a physician, and he had this big old Lincoln Town car. And the four of us uh, piled into it, Doc Levin, Julie Hill, John O'Mast, and I. And we, you know, we spent six hours on the way to EMU in that car together. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, <laughs> and we pulled in and we all had different housing arrangements. Okay. Because okay. so I think everyone was staying in dorms with people they knew. And Yeah, that makes sense. And I didn't really know anyone, and that's why Dave was was pairing me up with Mark, his son. And he's saying, hey, you can stay with Mark, because Jono and Julie, they both had connections to stay with. Yeah, they played that Mennonite game. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And so that worked out to their benefit, and it worked out to my benefit, as we're about to learn here. Because I walk into Mark's dorm room, he lets me in and I'm meeting his roommate and I'm talking to Mark and it's really like meeting Mark for the first time because I never once said hello to him really in high school. Right. And we just kind of start sizing each other up in terms of like what we're into and what what's this yeah. conference going to look like? What's your schedule? What's my schedule? Are we going to eat together? Like what all is this going to be? Yeah. And it turned real quickly into... Me saying, yeah, whatever you're up to, that's what I want to be into. And and Mark was like, well, you know, I just got, want to let you know that tonight we're, my roommate and I, we're about to go over and hang out with my brother's friends, his brother, John Risser. Uh, John, John was a really cool dude. 
<laughs> really cool dude. Very likable guy. Hilarious. Incredibly smart. I think a pretty good uh, instrumentalist according to yeah. the books. Yeah. But uh, really great guy. I did, which I was all about to find out because I didn't know John at all. Right. You I didn't, didn't know, know either of them. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, like we can go over to this house party. Sounds great. Like this is, this is going to be fun. And Mark's like, yeah. And just to let you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a beer there. You know, I want to make you aware of that. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. Don't have a problem with this. And, uh, and so we go over to this house and there's probably like 20 people there. And okay. dude, it was, and was this an off campus house? Like yes. at, on, at, at EMU though. Yeah. yeah it okay. was at EMU off campus house, okay. classic college rental, yeah, classic. Just... <laughs> I think it was a ranch. Um, with a basement, yeah, which had like a bed and a toilet down there, you know, like <laughs> you know, you rent it out for a hundred bucks, you oh, know, yeah. something to shave and off. Only the got rent. two light bulbs working in the whole house, right. no toilet paper, right? right. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's like old hardwood <laughs> floors. It kind of smells a little bit musky, you know, like no one really wants to invest in a dehumidifier. Oh, yeah. yeah, like nothing's going to get better until someone's mom visits for the weekend. <laughs> and well. The reason I remember this house is because it was the first time that I had ever seen a kegerator. Oh. So, yeah. Mark walks me in. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, man, it was so, it was so meno. It was so Anabaptist-y in okay, terms of Okay, it wasn't like, like out of a movie or anything, like no, a pop-in no. house party. Okay. It, I mean, it was, it was pretty reserved yeah. in terms of what it looked like was minimal minimal furniture because the guys running the house couldn't afford it. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect anything crazy, but it was like a bunch of folding chairs with their minimal furniture arranged in a circle around the dining room, living room, open floor plan. How many people are at this thing? Like like 20? 20, 25 people. And that's a lot in a living room, you know, if you think about it. I mean, this is like a 1600 square foot house. Okay. But it was an open floor plan, so it worked out well. But it felt so much just like a youth group circle (laughs) up, you know, like the only difference was that everybody had solo cups in their hands, you know. Yeah, the chairs in a circle. (laughs) I don't know. That's not a good move for a house party. Okay. That sets the scene. Right. I mean, there's no beer pong. There's no quarters. There's no card games being played for their drinking games you know right. there's nothing that no would music be... was there music playing at least i think so but, okay but not uh, like a yeah it like was more like radio this yeah. is you know this oh, is back before yeah. the streaming you know yeah. back before sonos and all yeah. these wonderful you would have had to have an ipod at that time to do something oh yeah 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 that would have been like first or second gen right yeah. there wow yep. that'd be out before the shuffle so this this house i just mean it to to say that like it was set up more uh, more communal and it was a fantastic time to sit around in the circle but what was special about this house is that in the in the, in the uh, kitchen they had a, a, a refrigerator that was modified to be a kegerator and you may have seen these kegerators at like you know world market or or bed bath and beyond or these different stores that you can pick up these novelty so items not, yeah and many times they're small like the kegerator small right but, but they I modified say, theirs <laughs> they modified a full-size fridge a full-size <laughs> fridge which means you could put a full-size keg oh. in there you know and and i'm not just talking about a pony keg i'm talking about a full-size beer keg and they no drilled way. a hole in the side they, yeah. they fashioned a tap on the side and you could go up with your solo cup. And just 
up to right the kegerator. In. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I hadn't see, I didn't see anything as, uh, as impressive at my days at TCU in terms of dispensing, wow. in, in right terms of in dispensing that, cold beer from, right a, from a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. That was ingenious. Wow. Yeah. So I was so impressed by that, that I did actually then partake in a beer there. And that was actually, so I didn't know Mark at all coming into this trip. And within about two hours of meeting Mark Risser, I'm pouring a beer out of a modified refrigerator in a ranch house, rented ranch house in Harrisburg, Virginia with a bunch of EMU students. Most of them upperclassmen because it's all John Risser's friends. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is this nuts. This is crazy. Yeah. All set up by Dave, by the way. All, all set up by Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I, I had a I had a fantastic time. I think I had like two beers or something like that, two solo cups. It was yeah, you know, I, I was totally fine, but enough to have a, a great time and chat with everybody. And that's when you know I had such a great impression of John. You yeah. know, kudos to him. He got me. Right. You know, he really tricked me over. <laughs> uh, the first time you meet John, everybody loves him because you know he you had a beer with him. No, I'm kidding. He really <laughs> is a great guy. Um, but I was just so impressed with how hilarious John was. And, you know, no he was truly the Van Wilder of the EMU wow. campus. Yeah. He, like everyone just like went off of what he was doing, what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. And he commanded that that house very well. That's so cool. Did he have an assistant too? You know, he didn't have an <laughs> oh, assistant okay. that I remember. Maybe Mark was kind of that assistant, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then that would make me the assistant to the to assistant. The, so, oh, yeah. watch out there. But... uh <laughs> No, he was just a hilarious dude. Um, that night, though, we didn't we didn't get too crazy. Okay, yeah, because that's a Thursday night party. Yeah, that's just so. a Thursday Thursday evening thing. Um, and I had just met Mark, you know, all yeah, of this. But he's and, just throwing you right in. I love it. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone's picking up on the point now that Central was was pretty tame for for high school years in terms of alcohol use, oh, yeah. drug use, these different things. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And another time, another story would be, you know, my first beer was splitting a Natty Light four pack. They used to sell natural light in, in four, a four pack. banner. Wow. They might still. Yeah, um, yeah. No, 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 no. It's actually a three pack. My my first beer was drinking a Natty three Light banner. in a three a three pack. Whoa. And that was with uh, Marcus Rogers and, and Matt Hignite on top of Matt Hignite's roof. Wow. That And that was junior year, uh, 4th of July. Three, man. That three was a, cylinders. That's like yeah. a geoprism. Yeah. So if you go back to, if you go back to the tapes, that's uh, Topless and Worcester was junior year, 4th of July, Worcester fireworks. And then Orville fireworks. I was having a beer Have with it. Matt Hignite and Marcus Rogers on the roof. On that roof. That's some crazy living. That's some crazy, <laughs> crazy living. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I had not had much yeah. beer at this point. Right. This, this is probably my, um, there was also a magical dinner with my family that I got some ale at oh. that they, they refilled my cup like two times. So I was drinking yeah. in front of my parents. So oh, yeah. it was Which, like, okay. You know, that's a le that's legal in Ohio okay. is that your parents can, or at any age, right. your children can drink, uh, if your parents are with them. Right. And my parents were very keen on me not knowing that law. Right. 
until sure. now. Hiding until I was you. older and right. old enough to partake in myself. Exactly. Because I would have thrown that at them all the time. But yeah, that's interesting right. that you had that. But it's, so yeah, new experience for you. So I, I was saying all of yeah. this to mention that going into this trip to EMU, I had drank on two different occasions. One time a madrigal dinner at Stan Hewitt Hall in Akron. <laughs> and the second time was a 4th of July weekend at Matt Hignite's house Man. on his roof, splitting a nat- natty lights with yeah. Marcus Rogers and, and Matt Hignite. I might have to hear about that magical dinner another time, but yeah, yes, okay. I'll tell you that story another time. <laughs> so, I had, I was not a seasoned drinker at this time. And and so, I had two beers that night. It was feeling fun. Like, everything yeah. was, you know, just wonderful. We made it back to Mark's dorm room. I thought, like, this is this is fantastic. Like, everyone is so, so nice. Um, and... Friday morning. Getting pumped up for college. Yeah. 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 And I'm thinking, okay, and I got the conference tomorrow and all this stuff. And yeah. I wake up Friday morning and I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go. I don't want to, like, I just like did, wasn't up for getting up. Yeah. I just had to sleep. Like I just <laughs> felt exhausted. So I guess I went to bed feeling a little too good than I was yeah, used to, yeah. you know. And, uh, and so, you know, Mark, it's Friday morning. Mark had a very, very slow Friday. He didn't have any classes. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go work out, man. Do you want to, you want to come work out with me at the, at the gym? And I'm like, you mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I do want to go work out with you. I'm not going to go to this conference. conference. Right. So we, so we went and worked out and then, and you know, the whole time I'm thinking, yeah. And then once, once we're done working out, I'll go check in at the conference and just explain like, you know, I was late traveling. Like there's so many different ways to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Julie's getting into. There's so many different ways to catch up. know where Doc is. Yeah. Right. 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 There's so many ways to get back to where I need to be. And so we're done working out and all this. And Mark's like, hey, there's a really cool like food stand in this this rec center here that they just put in. It's upstairs, you know, it's you want to go up here and get lunch. And I'm like, yeah, let's go up there and get lunch. That sounds, yeah, I need to eat. I can't go to this conference on an empty stomach. Oh, sir. So let's go eat. And so <laughs> and so we go and we get lunch. And um, long story short, I never make it to the conference on Friday. <laughs> never, never make it there. One thing led to another. Right. And at one point during that afternoon, um, Mark mentions, "Hey, one of the girls that you you met at the party uh, at John's at John's buddy's place, she's actually a student at JMU, James Madison University, another another school there in the same town." Okay. And uh, and he said she's having a party over at their apartment. But what this is is it's like a it's like a flat party because. They've got four apartments on one level, and all four apartments are going to be part of the party. Oh. And I'm like, oh, cool. And yeah. and so they set it up that the way this apartment complex was built is that the you know like the stairwell was through the center, and then four units on each floor as you go oh, up. Okay. Yeah. And so it kind of set it up well that you could have a party on the one on all one floor, and just have just people going in and out right. of the four different apartments. Yeah. And so they happened to throw this this party, and they had this set up so that there was in one apartment was the keg, in one apartment was the Jello shots, the other apartment was some other alcohol. Each apartment had, had some different whatever thing. you needed. Wow. But I do think it's important to say that there were no illicit drugs. There were no yeah just yeah, um, and and honestly, there weren't even any funky smells. There wasn't. It was all just 
alcohol-related yeah, consumption. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sure, normal. Well, something happened probably. that uh, I believe a, a lady fell down the stairwell. And oh, this no. was about halfway through when we were there. We were there for about three hours that Friday okay. night. Okay. Okay. And uh, again, we were having a good time. Mark, he would carry one of those like 7-Eleven reusable big gulp beverage oh, containers. Yeah. It was insulated. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those that like the construction the guys, like the yeah. masonry guys, they, they'll carry those into the gas station and fill up with like oh, 64 yeah. ounces. <laughs> well, he had one of these and this was his party, party stein, if you yeah. will. And he had a marker and a tally going on the side of, and that year he was going to make a, a mark, a tally of all the beers he drank out yeah, of this big I stein. Mean, it's in his name. He, <laughs> he might as well do it. Yeah. Mark making marks. Yeah. Mark's <laughs> making marks, baby. Um, and so he, he had this and he was drinking out of that. He had this thing notched out. Yes. I was, I had a, a, f- a few drinks, um, about the same as the night before. And the reason I remember this is that I had just enough to be, to be too, too uh, over the top or just a little bit too much to handle because at the time you don't really know. Yeah. Being new to it. Yeah. Right. Again, this was my third time being around alcohol consumption or alcohol consumption being available to me. And there were people doing cake stands and it was just, (laughs) it was, it was pretty, pretty interesting to, to observe. Um, but what, what happened to me though, is that as I'm sitting there on one of the couches, I start to see police lights flashing on the wall of the one apartment and I start to freak out and I'm like, Mark, 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 (laughs) Mark, my Mark, Hey Mark, gotta go. Like, dude, we gotta go. It's like, I can't get caught here. (laughs) I can't get caught here at all. And I had, and, and the reason I'm saying that I was too much to handle is because I know that because of what I w- was drinking that night, I was pretty annoying in terms of like, dude, we got to go. Were you freaking out a little? Yeah. I was freaking I out too. and I wanted Absolutely. to get out of there. <laughs> and to Mark's credit, he was a complete gentleman. And, uh, and so he's like, Hey guys, because we all, there were some other people that went there with us. He's like, Hey guys, we need, we need to get out of here. Like, let's, let's keep moving. But he's like, Hey Luke, just to let you know what happened is that someone fell down the stairs and that's an ambulance out there that came and those are the lights that you're seeing on the apartment, apartment wall. That's not, those aren't cop lights. Those, that's uh, an ambulance, yeah, but yeah. yes, we can definitely head out. <laughs> and it just so happened that it was good that I said, we need, I want to leave because at that moment when we got out to the car, we had parked in a JMU specific parking lot that required a very specific JMU parking, parking pass. pass. Uh-huh. And the vehicle we were in was getting hooked up to the 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 wrecker, the tow truck, oh, right as we were coming out towed. of that party. Whoa. Right as we were coming out, that our car, which JMU isn't that far from EMU, but you definitely want a vehicle, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And so it was it was just perfect that we were able to say like, oh no, 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 we're here, we're here. And he and he left then, he didn't. Yeah, he took yeah. cash from us. Like I think he took like fifty bucks cash to unhook it because he's like, Look, I was gonna yeah, get two hundred exactly. bucks from the university. Anyways, so yeah. you're gonna have to pay me something. So they 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 handed over cash. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then we got in the car and we left. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And so 
that was Friday night. And then Saturday. And you still had Saturday. Still had Saturday. And Saturday, Mark's like, hey, you want to go work out? I mean, it was like Groundhog Day all over. <laughs> He's like, hey, you want to go work? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't want to go to that conference. You hungry? So, yeah. <laughs> to make a, a short story long, and I didn't go to a single event oh. in that conference. I, What I did do, though, is I did check in that Friday afternoon because Mark was like, hey, let's get your packet at least. Like, he was helping me think through, yeah. you know, hey, what would it look like if I make went sure to Make sure you got everything, yeah. So, I had like my entry packet. Yeah, it wasn't like I, you just ghosted the place. No, <laughs> no. And I had like my lanyard and all this yeah. stuff. Um, and part of being able to have Friday off was that we were going to each individually write a report about what we learned at the conference. And so then I told Julie Hip, I said, hey, do you mind if I borrow some of your notes to fill in the gaps of of my thing? And she's yeah. like, well, we didn't go to the same speakers. So what are you talking about? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I know. I just need you to help me fill in the gaps. And she goes, I think I know what you're talking about. And yeah, here are my notes. And, and you fugu, you fugu, Fugana Island it. I Fugana <laughs> Island it. And, but I still learned a ton that trip because the things that I experienced there at EMU, it actually saved me from a whole world of trouble at TCU. Yeah. And, it, and it just illustrates the opportunity to have discussions with young people to explain on whatever terms they're interested in what the abuse of substances does to the body. Because think about it. For me, I had already shown that I was interested in biology. I was already interested yeah, in how... It's a perfect like, yeah, opportunity right, right there. Cellular health. And right there is a great way to explain like what alcohol does to the body, how it changes the brain, all these mm -hmm. things, and how when you add sugar with it, it doesn't metabolize well, and so it creates yeah. headaches and all this Talk stuff. Talk about the handovers, yeah, exactly. Like, and Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We talk about Central being an education... Yes, but it wasn't just the teachers. I got to throw Mark Risser in there. He taught me so much. If you look, if you really sit down to think about it, he taught me a great deal in just what? Two nights? Two yeah. nights and three days? More than that conference ever would have. Yeah. 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 Put that in a TED Talk. That's what people need to hear. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's my story on Mark Risser. The funny thing, had very little contact with Mark going into that weekend. Had a great contact with Mark and his older brother, John, during that weekend. Yep. And wouldn't you know it, I haven't had contact with Mark since that weekend. <laughs> yeah, like I never looked him up on any social media yeah, accounts or anything. Like we just, it, it, you know, that's just it, two, two dudes having a great time yeah. and it doesn't need to be more than it was, you know. Hopefully, oh hopefully he doesn't hear this and get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 